Hey, we're excited about the subject today in our series, series Listen Here. And one thing that we have discovered as we're listening widely and learning well from the conversations that are happening in our culture and even some of the people here at Open Life is that people are feeling surrounded. Uh, maybe you feel surrounded by people with strong opinions. So it's noise all the time, right? Coming from each direction. Surrounded by conflict due to the polarizing season that we're in right now. Uh, people are just choosing to be polarized. Surrounded by discouragement and a lack of clarity for the future is something that so many of us are wrestling with. Surrounded by fear. We're, we just don't know how to process the fear that we're experiencing. Or surrounded by doubts. The doubts of others and self-doubt in our own decisions or choices and, and what we're processing. Which makes, I mean, we're feeling alone. Surrounded by people who are making completely different choices than us. But yet, we feel pressured to live a way that we feel we shouldn't because of the culture we're in. Have you ever felt like any of those? 2 Kings 6.8 gives us a powerful illustration of what we as followers of Jesus have access to when we're surrounded. Let's, let's look at this story. This is incredible. When the king of Aram was at war with Israel, he would confer with his officers and say, we will mobilize our forces at such and such a place. But immediately, Elisha, the man of God, would warn the king of Israel, do not go near that place. The Arameans are planning to mobilize their troops there. So the king of Israel would send word to the place indicated by the man of God. Time and again, Elisha warned the king so that he would be on the alert there. The king of Aram became very upset over this, and he called his officers together and demanded, Which of you is the traitor? Who has been informing the king of Israel of my plans? It's not us, my lord, the king, one of the officers replied. Elisha, the prophet in Israel, tells the king of Israel, even the words you speak in the privacy of your bedroom. That'd be awkward. Okay, moving on. Uh, there's some funny things in the Bible. That right there is one of them. Go and find out where he is, the king commented. So I can send troops to seize him. And the report came back. Elisha is at Dothan. So one night, the king of Aram sent a great army with many chariots and horses to surround the city. When the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside, there were troops, horses, and chariots everywhere. Oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elisha. Don't be afraid, Elisha told him, for there are more on our side than on theirs. 
Then Elisha prayed, O Lord, open his eyes and let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes and when he looked up, he saw the hillside surround around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. As the Aramean army advanced toward him, Elisha prayed, O Lord, please make them blind. So the Lord struck them with blindness as Elisha had asked. Then Elisha went out and told them, you've come the wrong way. This isn't the right city. Follow me and I will take you to the man you are looking for. And he led them to the city of Samaria. As soon as they had entered Samaria, Elisha prayed again, O Lord, now open their eyes and let them see. So the Lord opened their eyes and they discovered that they were in the middle of Samaria. When the king of Israel saw them, he shouted to Elisha, my father, should, should I kill them? Should I kill them? <laughs> of course not, Elisha replied. Do we kill prisoners of war? Give them food and drink and send them home again to their master. So the king made a great feast for them and then sent them home to their master. After that, the Aramean raiders stayed away from the land of Israel. Wow, what a story. Our big idea today is our confidence is in God. Our confidence is in God. Maybe you remember, I read this uh, uh, just a couple weeks ago, 1 John 4, 4, you belong to God, my dear children. You've already won a victory over those people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. The, the spirit in you is the source of your confidence. The spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit is in the world. And, and that's exactly what happened here in Dothan with Elisha and this young man. Can you imagine stepping out and seeing your place surrounded by chariots and horses and an army? And you know you've been deceiving that army or you've been like leading them astray because you, you, you've been receiving words from God and, and giving warning to truths. And uh, I, I don't know about you, but if I wake up early in the morning and stumble my way out of bed, uh, if I were stepping out of a tent or stepping outside early in the morning in this day, I think there's one reason that this young man was stepping out, drank a little too much water the night before. Anyway, I think what he went outside to do either sped up or he didn't accomplish. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he comes back in with wet legs and crying to Elisha because I'm wagering uh, he didn't get a chance to do what he went out to do. He was freaked out when he saw all these troops. And this man was so afraid, he was crying to Elisha, what will we do? Let's pause and think about that. What will we do? I mean, have you asked that lately? Maybe in some way that's what, you, in your conversations you've been asking, what will we do? I can't imagine what my friends in the community and region and and even many in open life who serve as police officers have been going through recently. I, I just can't fathom it because this service that they s chose to enter into to make the world better around them and safer around them, uh, 
all of a sudden they're surrounded and people are saying negative about them and attacking them and, and their character. I'd imagine they've had moments where they're asking, what, what will we do? Take our brothers and sisters of color that have been carrying the weight of generations of injustice. And all of a sudden, another blow, another weight to bear that seems impossible. And injustice seems to strike again and again and again with no solution in sight. And they ask, what, what will we do? Or those of you who've been living in fear of sickness, of a pandemic at hand, and taking extreme steps to make sure you and those you love don't get sick, just to have things flare up again in the culture, reminded at every turn just how far away normal is. What will we do? We feel surrounded. We have a few challenges in this passage that are such powerful instructions and illustrations of God's intervention with man's faith. So let's look at them together. Three things for us to look at. Uh, thought one, don't be afraid. Joshua 1.9, which I referred to a couple weeks ago, this is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and discouraged. The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Elisha is so awesome. Somehow he could see the armies of the Lord that were there with him, not just the chariots and the enemy that was before him, but he could, he had spiritual eyes that saw. This spiritual insight he has was something he had to impart into his servant, this young man, or the young man was going to have a panic attack, right? I mean, he's sitting there it, 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 worrying in puddles, <laughs> literally, probably. Okay, that was free. Uh, anyway, the faith of Elisha was transformative for this young man to, to, to go from fear to awe and faith because he saw the chariots of fire around them. He needed spiritual vision. And people around us, our community, needs vision, needs your faith to be imparted into them and to be activated within their life. God has put you in a growing relationship with Jesus right now in your neighborhood, at your place of work, at, at, in your community for a reason so that eyes that are closed could be opened, spiritual eyes, because they're crying out, what will we do? And we're the ones that can give them the faith to do something. We need to rise up. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but power, love, and self-discipline. Let's give that away to people. Let's demonstrate it. Thought two, pray. The first thing Elisha does in every scenario here is he prays. He prays the servant can see those who are for them are greater than those who are not for them. He prays for the opposing armies to be blinded. He prays later that their eyes will be reopened. 
We must begin to pray bold prayers for those around us. Pray that eyes will be opened somehow that God will use us to help people see more clearly. Pray that we can see each other's hearts more than our perspectives, right? And once again, experience deep unity. Pray that the gospel is clearly experienced by those who don't yet know Jesus and it would make them seek out Jesus. Pray that God blesses those who oppose us, which leads us to thought three. We need to bless those who oppose us. Bless those who oppose you. Bless those who oppose you. How would you have used the power to blind your enemies in this situation? Lord, blind my enemies. Okay, there they are. Lord, tell them there's water to the left and they walk off a cliff, right? I don't know. I don't know. What would you have given into potentially? See, see that snake pit over there, Lord? Send them into that pit. Uh, now turn them around and send them home. I wouldn't have thought to bring them to my home. But that's exactly what Elisha does. He brings them home to bless them. Elisha brought them to the hands of their enemies and yet didn't command they be killed. He commanded they be served. The, the king of Israel didn't even get it. I, I picture, I don't know why it's because he says it twice. Should I kill them? Should I kill them? I picture that little dog in the old cartoons that would, how Spike, how Spike, should we kill him? Should we kill him? How Spike? I don't know. Okay, maybe that's too old of an illustration. Some of you got that, but the younger generation, you probably need a different illustration. So maybe it was more like, should we kill him? Da 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 All those Hamilton fans, that was, that was for you. If you haven't seen Hamilton, pretty powerful. Okay, moving on. Look at what Jesus says. Jesus gives us some insights here. And somehow Elisha knew the heart of God because the heart of God is shared through Jesus' own lips. And it says we should do exactly what he did. Luke 6, 27. But to you who are willing to listen, that's what our series is about, all about right now. We want to listen. I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who hurt you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, offer the other cheek also. If someone demands your coat, offer your shirt also. Give to anyone who asks and when things are taken away from you, don't try to get them back. Do to others as you would like them to do to you. If you love only those who love you, why should you get credit for that? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good only to those who do good to you, why should you get credit? Even sinners do that much. And if you lend money only to those who can repay you, why should you get credit? Even sinners will lend to the others, sinners, for a full return. Love your enemies. Do good to them. Lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great, and you will truly be acting as children of the Most High. For he is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. You must be compassionate just as your Father is compassionate. Wow, it's time for a change. It's time we rise up. 
and we behave the way that God has challenged us to behave, both in the illustration with Elisha and Jesus' own instructions. We need to love well, bless well, pray well. We need to do good to those who oppose us. Simple action step today that I think we all need to grasp, and I'm believing we're powerfully going to embrace. Put your trust in the Lord, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Can I read you this psalm in closing? Psalm 26 and 7 says, Now I know that the Lord rescues his anointed king. He will answer him from his holy heaven and rescue him by his greater power. Some nations boast of their chariots and horses, but we boast in the name of the Lord our God. God, we trust you today. We put our full trust in you, not only for salvation, but for protection, for guidance, and from uh, an ability that, that is within us, that you will give us the courage to love and do good and bless and pray for those who oppose us. God, I pray that we could rise up and understand the power that you have working before us. And we could go out in your strength and we could cast out fear and serve people and transform the community around us. That we would see that people need our courage. That we could see that the young men that are afraid saying, what do we do now? That we could speak words of faith into lives and help people rise up in strength and power and deliverance. Touch us, God. Let us live our faith boldly in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bless you. Thanks for joining us today.